and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Who Asked You, the podcast absolutely nobody asked for, but we are going to provide. My name is Caleb LaChapelle, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ross Parker and Alec McBride. How's it going, boys? What have we been up to? I have been up to only one and one thing only. The Mandalorian Episode 13 Breakdowns, Reviews, Sneaky Ideas, Theories. This has been my week for the past... I don't know, like, God, 188 hours. That's all I've done. Doing God's work, really. Really, this is I've been I've been deep into some theory, and then today I decided to take a break and watch two episodes of The Queen's Gambit right before this podcast, and I am hooked. It's so good. Oh, good. It's so good. Once you finish, we gotta do a we gotta do a review on here. I'm game for it. First of all, you're starting to see out the layout of p- people's problems here. Like that adopted mom is definitely having some solid depression issues. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in episode two, and I'm catching that. And it's 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 pretty blatant, obviously. It's not. And uh, Armin is definitely showing some dependency upon addiction. That's for sure. Oh, a little? A little bit. A little bit. I mean, she just OD'd when she, she was only like breaks nine. Into it. Yeah, breaks into a clinic and ODs when she's like nine years old. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Sorry, and, spoilers. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the fact that she picks up chess at that young of an age is crazy. I mean, a lot of people try to teach their kids chess at that age, and it they pick it up, but they are not that wicked. Obviously, she's a fictional character, but still. It's very I think it's based off of like real real stuff, though. Like chess grandmasters, I feel like they start when they're like that age, especially in Russia. I feel like you're right in terms of that storyline, but I think I looked up Queen's Gambit true story and it did it's not. not. Yeah. yeah. Obviously a dramatization. Well, obviously there's savant syndrome where somebody has a like natural ability to be like extraordinary at something. Um, it's just a matter of what. Yeah, that's all I've also, been doing for this week. Anya Joy Taylor. Just what a talent. Oh, she's oh, so she's, a, she's the main actress? Yeah, I haven't yes. really looked. At, I haven't looked at the casting credits yet. I'm at like the starting phase of fandom, you know. I'm really just into it. Yeah, it's also and then, weird as. Oh, sorry, go out. And then a couple episodes in, you start like, "Who's this actor? What do they do?" And you get like their Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you're like, "Wow, I'm really enveloped into this TV show." It's also weird as fuck in that show that um, Dudley Dursley is in there, and she's kicking the shit out of him in chess. Yeah, I have not watched a single. I have not watched like any content with it, content with that dude in it, where he's not getting his ass whooped. Like any <laughs> oh, no, shit that's before. Just his, that's just that's, his. Uh, that's his is, mo. He's typecast, bro. Is the British snob type- that needs get kicked at? He's ass great kicked. at it, though. He is. Hey, he man. is. He takes it on the champ. He he's a team player. He knows his role. He comes in and he plays. He knows his role. I think right after I watched Queen's Gambit, uh, I got onto an accidental Anya Joy Taylor, like, spree. I went from Queen's Gambit to Emma on HBO to Barry on Netflix, the show about uh, Barack Obama's, like, young life. I watched that back in the day. And then to something else also, and she was in all four. Like, the four things in a row that I watched over a week had Anya Joy Taylor in them. How old is she? Uh, Not Barry. she's, She's, like, right around our age. Wow. She's like playing a 15-year-old in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hair, yeah, the haircut. Who's also playing a 13-year-old in the show. 
because she lies about her age in the first episode in the yeah. second episode <laughs> yes yes uh ross what have you been up to so it's funny alec brought up queen's gambit because i actually just finished it this past weekend and it's a hundred percent we need to do like a review on it once Alec gets finished. Um, this I was talking. I threw it in our group Snapchat. I think this is the first show that all of us have watched at some point because of each other since we started this podcast. Definitely, yeah. I kind of yeah. put the two middle fingers up to both of yours, uh, Chernobyl and Euphoria. But Caleb and I had watched those before we started the podcast as well. True, but you guys tried to get me to do that, and I resisted. resisted ignored same thing yeah (laughs) procrastinated on to where you guys would stop harassing me about it really you should still watch you for a season one considering there's about to be a season two you should it's a compelling argument it's a compelling argument ross which which starts what in friday Uh, saturday it is that soon uh yeah i think it's saturday the or like not the season two but like the little yeah, the special episode. Yes. Um, I, I, no, Caleb brought up a great point. There will be another season of Euphoria. Euphoria. We pray there is not another season of Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that would be, that'd be quite bad. That'd yeah. be very bad. Very bad. Very bad. Very um, bad. But also this weekend, obviously, The Mandalorian. We are all stoked out of our fucking mind trap. There's the first swear of the episode. Um, mm. Was it? I feel like I had one in there somewhere around the way. Oh, you did. You 100% because you gave me the middle finger and said, fuck your, fuck your shows. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Oregon State. Go Beavs. We go took Beavs. down the Ducks. Go Beavs. I was in an intense game of dominoes with my cousins and uncles when we were, that game was going on, and I had to legitimately slow down the game of play so I could watch the Beavs. <sighs> Is Dom is Domino's a fast moving game? Uh, I didn't it know can that. be, and it also can be extremely slow. So I actually slowed it down even more. Um, but go Beavs. Also, I started the first two episodes of Shit's Creek. What are you, my mom? <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. My mom loves that show. <laughs> I got a, a virtual high five. You two totally just went the wrong fucking direction. On my That's, screen, it looked okay. On my screen, it looked great. You're the odd one here. Now I'm giving you the double middle finger. Doesn't matter. Um, okay, I won't talk about that then. And then also, literally just today, I figured out that Amazon put up all the seasons free of Mr. Robot. And Mr. Robot is one of my all-time favorite shows. I have not watched season four because you had to pay for it on Amazon Prime. So literally today, I'm I just started rewatching, not rewatching, but started the final season of Mr. Robot. So I'm. Is that an Amazon show or is it an HBO show? It was like it was a USA. Oh USA, USA. So I loved that show, and it's it. Jumping back into shout out to the last great show USA made, Suits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What did I watch on USA that was good? I think White Collar. Oh, white collar was actually dope. Law and Order Special yep. Victims Unit. That was on USA. They didn't make that. I think like that was like being made everywhere else. Continue. But it was great to jump back into the show and into the universe there. I haven't 
because the fourth season came out in 2019 and it took basically until the last month for Amazon to make it free. So I haven't watched it. So it's been about just about two years since I've watched season three. So I'm trying to catch myself back up again. Not the most smooth way to jump back into the show, but it's still everything that I loved about the show. So I'm happy to be back in. Did you watch Barry on HBO? No, but I have it queued. A lot of my friends have told me I need to watch that. It's a very good show. I only watched season one of Mr. Robot, but it had similar-esque vibes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a show I need to get to. What's an HBO show that I've watched? I've had I've watched two miniseries series series series. Uh, I want to say the series. last one I Entourage. I think that's like one of them. Entourage is so good. It's I amazing. just recently rewatched Entourage right when I moved here. That's like it's, a it's like a top five just enjoyment show. Oh yeah, now, the crazy thing about it though is now that if you go back and watch it, it's extremely dated. So problematic. Yeah. Oh, a, a lot of yeah, a lot of other parts of that show. I, but you kind of even then at the time they made that show, they were like, yeah, it's gonna be very controversial. Yeah, they were and making it just like didn't a age well, like a dude bro show on the edge of the line in 2008 that's just not gonna it's very chad it's very chad and uh chad don't fly nowadays let's be honest i mean it's directed by mark Wahlberg. what do we expect yeah i mean it's based off of mark Wahlberg's life was that right was it directed by mark Wahlberg? no he's it was produced by yeah he's not produced i got this confused. guy he's also he's got one of the no best creative. opening uh music like some of the best opening music of all time Oh yeah. Yeah, like oh, some of the most yeah. memorable of all Suicide time. Door is coming out of the Lincoln. Oh yeah. Great. Um Is Caleb, that all you got, Ross? Caleb, this is really hot. I can't go hoodie with you. It's okay. If I took it off, uh, I would start having icicles come down from my ears. Yeah, well I'm about ready to have a heat stroke here in Arizona, so that would be a problem. I wouldn't want you to do that. No know, heat right. casualties. Yes, um, I'm good, Caleb. Okay. I Fuck figured. <laughs> We're just having a conversation here, Ross. God damn. Jeez. Let us talk about the weather. Californians. Jesus. Fucking perfect for everywhere. So this week, my butt. I watched oh. the entirety of The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Oh, all, all four seasons. Google, all Google, 44 Google. episodes. Jesus. 44 episodes? Yeah. Wow. It was an endeavor. Wow. Dude, you put some time into that. It was like I finished my last project for school or second to last project for school. And my next one wasn't due until it's due tomorrow. Uh, And I just wanted a break. And so I just sat down and I think I watched TV for like 11 hours on Saturday. You know what? I miss those days in college when you could just do that. When you could just... You're like done with projects. You're like it's the weekend. I'm not gonna go to the gym. I don't want to leave the house. Give I have enough on. food. I have enough food here to kind of survive. Give up on the outdoor world. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's nothing outside my apartment right now, except. I mean, I, in general, me. I'm quite team indoors. The outdoor world is good and it's fun, but like, if I got a choice for the rest of my life, probably choosing indoors. As like a natural like Oregonian habit, I feel like wintertime is very indoor. Like, oh yeah, my body yeah. just has a sense to be indoors. Bro, you're from Sacramento. I went to school with you for four fucking years in Oregon. What do you want? 
eight eight years, at least more skin in the game than that. Just kidding. Nah, you paid your tuition. You're good. Welcome to the team. <laughs> you you drop a couple grand, I'll call you an Oregonian. Most Oregonians would not call me. Would a couple call grand. Me. <laughs> couple of tens of thousands grands. Uh, most likely more around that number. Hey, as long as you don't walk around with an umbrella. No, I definitely did that. That's true. Point. You're My not freshman year. My freshman year. Yeah, you got to lose that habit. Lost two it. people they get the the two people that will always get made fun of on campus in Corvallis is the person walking around with the umbrella and the person running to class. No, no, no. Lanyard around your neck. Yeah, oh, lanyard around your neck worst. is also one. Yeah, lanyard, or, lan, lanyard well, to in your pockets. All right. Lanyard around your neck usually turns into one of the other two. Lanyard around. Oh yeah. Two points. The lanyard beyond freshman year gets no absolutely dis- even freshman year. I give a little grace to the freshman. If it's especially pocket, if you've got your ID. Especially oh. if you've got your ID on there also. Yeah, Bro. that one hundred percent was me. I'm either like either I'm like, you don't know style or you're an engineer. It's yeah. either one of the two. One of the two. Sorry to any I, viewers that are engineers I, or anything. Like that. It was like, you know, the majority of the school. I had like a good I found like it what was surprising was like I was like, nah, nah, I was gonna have it. I'm just gonna make my fun of more engineers. I, I lived have with one, four engineers. It was me have... and four engineers in a house. Four you... honors college engineers. Weren't you like <laughs> uh, new media communication? Yeah, I started out as new media communication. I finished in history. Nice. They would just I do have... like wild math downstairs and I would walk downstairs and see them like making numbers with letters and not understanding it. You'd be mm. like, man, I'm going to go watch a documentary. Yeah. I had one worse level of college person, and that's the high the the uh, college kids who wore their high school Letterman jackets. Letterman jackets, oh, yeah, that's a tough look. That's or tough, anything from your high school athletics. After yeah. fall term freshman year, if you're wearing like a high school football uh, like sweatshirt, get out, bro. Yep, you, I, Sheldon. Oh my God, people from Sheldon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They so many. Oh, so many, and they wore all their shit. Like oh yeah, that. they repped. I feel it. like I feel like the t-shirts okay because like you can just throw a t-shirt on casually. Like if you go play, like a use it as like a throwaway shirt for like going again sweaty or something inside like that. Inside Dixon, like, it's fine, I think. Or inside like, Dixon on any of the and IM fields. IM fields, yeah. You come into class in your Letterman jacket with your Letterman, or you just kind of like repping that like state, all state, OSAA, whatever. You know, six A championship track and field. Yeah, then only, you deserve a, a swirly. The only time I busted out my uh, state championship sweatshirt <clears throat> uh, was that was uh, humble brag. In Dixon. That was our humble. Uh, that brag. was my humble brag. Humble brag. Okay, cool. Is that for base, I was baseball? I was designated hitter. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't hit for the Let, pitcher. Hit for our right fielder. Long oh, story wow. short, that's a bummer. Jackets suck. <laughs> I, did, I had to be a designated hitter in baseball for, like, one of our players. He was trash. Um, but he was, like, a trash first baseman, too, so I don't even know why I just didn't start over him. I think our coach liked him or something like that. And he, he, I don't think he was too fond of me sometimes. I've also, while, while watching The Last Kingdom, which is about the Danish uh, invasion of England, or Britain specifically, uh also been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is set in the same exact time period in the same exact place. 
and has many of the same characters except for they're on different sides like alfred's a good guy mm-hmm. in the show and he's a bad guy in the game interesting point i want to be i want to point out something to the audience caleb has joined the dark side of gaining yes. a tiktok caleb oh yeah and no, i was gonna i was gonna bring this up i wanted to just just welcome you to the club i've been on it for welcome. about a couple of years now and it's bad. I mean, maybe a couple years, a year. How long it's been? I used. To I've been on it for about like for a while. I've been on it for about five months. There is no going back. Oh no, I don't think there is. You don't even know what you did with your free time beforehand. Like I was no. thinking about it. I was like, what did I do? Like, like before having how, a TikTok. How did I end my days? Like how did I go to sleep without spending at least an hour just watching random TikToks? It's actually so bad. How much time? Like right before bed just staring into a phone screen yes it's so horrible but it also i used, I used to addicted. like read books before bed like <laughs> until last week when i got a tiktok i would i used read to be productive actual books before bed. i used to be an adult i use it to like wake up because i need yeah. my like because i'll like wake up at 4 30 or i'll set my alarm for like 4 25 and then for like five minutes i'm just on my on tiktok just using it as a way to wake me up See, mine's usually like get out of bed, grab the phone, make coffee, and then like sit in my recliner and watch TikTok and drink coffee for like 45 minutes in the morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's a good way to start. It's either that or play Animal Crossing. Love that game. Um, That's about it for me, though, in terms of what I've watched. All right. Slash played. What do we got? Ready on? for the news? Yep. Let's do it. Ross wanted to talk about the Grammys. I had a hot take that I already fired off. I have. Yep. It, yep. It's not gonna make me happy, but that's okay because I need to go off on it. Um, I'm not happy with the Grammys. All the other nominations, congratulations. That's fantastic. Um, the weekend got fucked. And what do I mean when I say this? I'm a huge weekend fan, so I'm obviously gonna be a little butthurt about this. But the weekend Everyone after from dropping or- Western Oregon is a huge weekend fan, by the way. After dropping After Hours this year, that has easily been like one of the number one albums the entire year just today complex music gave it the album of the year like after winning he cleaned house at the american music awards winning three awards there did not receive a single nomination at the grammys which sucks and really really sucks i mean and then also other uh grammy snubs um mac miller and does that one ring a bell or how about juice world the or um Pope Sm- po- Pop Smoke, Post Humor. Who the fuck po- is Pop is post- Smoke? These are like post. What is the right word? Um, posthumous. Posthumous albums that were released after these artists passed away, that were very well reviewed by critics, and then none of these got any love as well. Because remember, Mac Miller after he passed away, they released an album for him this year. Oh yeah, Circles is fantastic, <clears throat> and that got zero noms. That makes me mad. That's a fantastic album. That's yeah, like that that's Max's third best album. So. Kid, the original Kids mixtape, Swimming, and then Circles. Sorry, I had to go off on that. I love Mac. No, you're all good. But long story short, I think the Grammys dropped the ball last week. Not too happy with it. Hey, Taylor's nominated for Album of the Year, so all's right in the world. If for those listeners Caleb that are interested, T Swizzle. For those of Fucking you, love Taylor Swift. This is true. 
he does love T-Swift. I have stopped caring about the Grammys a long time ago. I don't know why I keep caring. I keep getting hurt. Yeah, man. It's like a bad relationship for you, bro. It literally is. Just break up with her. <laughs> She's not worth it. Don't look, don't look at photos. That's not going to help you. That's the worst, man. That's the worst when a dude just looks at photos of his ex or something like that. It's rough. That sound, yeah. That's rough. It's rough. You That's can't, not rough you, look. You can't get him out of it too, because they're like, "No, she's amazing. She's like, she fucked five guys. Like, come on, we need what? to, we need to like, move on." Jesus, came for a hey, throat there, Alec. <laughs> Alec, I'm, is there something you want to share with us? Nope. Uh, I did not have an ex. Humble brag. I had a <laughs> <laughs> not not so humble brag. Not so humble. That's not even humble. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, that's not me. I've definitely had some guy friends who have looked at photos where they're like, I'm like, come on. And there's no amount of bro broing out that can help that because even if you all go and get smacked at a bar, like just blitz shit faced, like they'll still just end up like drunk calling their ex or something. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. No, I don't know. Yeah, that's rough. Ross, you want to talk about college football? The CFP why, why did I knew he'd be so excited to talk about the Grammys and college football? Hey, what a week no, for is, Ross. What a crazy. week. If only so, Harry Cavallari came back. Harry Cavallari? You know, you hate to see it. Um, so last Tuesday, literally the day we dropped the pod, the college football playoff committee dropped their first rankings. And this is important because this lets the college football world see how the playoff committee views the landscape of college football as who's the best who's scheduled they are weighing more and in a year like this one in the pandemic with teams dropping games left and right it's really important to see where their heads are and for the most part it's pretty straightforward with the top four teams being alabama at one shocker notre dame at number two clemson at three and ohio state is four and then the first two out are texas a m at five and Florida at six. Why do the first two out matter? So in this college football playoff scenario, the top four teams get in. And then the first two out, obviously in this case are A&M and Florida, are the next two to get shooed in if any of the two, any of the top four teams falter or lose or they have a really bad game or something like that. But more so than that, it's always interesting to me to look at how the committee is respecting the Pac-12 and uh, to keep it brief they don't care for the pac 12 the after oregon lost to oregon no go beebs they don't like the west coast pac 12 (laughs) i know what this is news to me caleb blow up the pac 12 also by the way after that (laughs) officiating for performance we've always known the pac 12 officiating his ass that was so so egregious egregious though okay yes they were bad but back to the story at hand, Oregon was 15th, and after losing to Oregon State, go Beavs, they have dropped to 23, and now the top-ranked Pac-12 team is USC at 20, then University of Washington at 22, and then Oregon at 23. Basically, what we're getting, that is USC is essentially the last hope the Pac-12 has of getting any sort of playoff what team, and they probably— U- What if we beat USC in the Pac-12 title game? <clears throat> well, we would need Washington to lose some games, too. Uh, like that'll happen. Can we have them not play games? 
in theory, I guess. I feel like that would be much better. Oregon's been doing really well with this COVID lockdown thing. A lot of other colleges have not been. I'm looking That's at true. you, ASU. <laughs> We're not going to name names, <clears throat> Sun Devils. But regardless, in terms of the Pac-12, since we're all Pac-12 guys, USC, no. they just had a game canceled this past weekend, would basically have to win out to get to six games exactly. The committee has said that if a team does not play six games, they're not even going to look at them. So USC basically needs to win out, win the Pac-12 championship to have a glimmer of hope, and then maybe schedule another non-conference team against like BYU or something like that to make it work or like to beef up your schedule or something like long story short, the Pac-12 is in deep shit for making the playoffs. Um, the big 12 is the first conference that's probably definitely not going to have a team in there. Basically every single team in there has two losses. Oklahoma has two losses. Texas Longhorns have a couple of losses. Oklahoma state has a couple of losses. They won't be getting in. So then it comes down to ACC, Big Ten, and the SEC with a small glimmer of hope for BYU as an independent and Cincinnati out of the American Conference. That was impressive what you just did. Yeah, we were actually I messaging each other about where you were pulling all this information. Yeah, from like did you actually did you read memorize that? that? I literally was just making this up as I was going along with it. That was very impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Like all the stats were correct, but all that was really good. Also, shout out, massive shout out to, uh, where's this guy's name? Parrish Alford of the Tupelo Daily Journal. Oregon State caught a vote for number 25. Oh, I saw that. None of our own beat writers did it, but (laughs) Parrish Alford in Tupelo, Mississippi. Perish my fucking guy. What a can dude. We, can we get what him on the dude. pod? <laughs> yeah, bring I mean, him on to the pod. Let's see. He's a celebrity in my eyes. Um, I'm going to see celebrity. He is royalty in my Parrish Alford. That's his name. The wild thing, though, is that Oregon State, theoretically now, is very much alive and in the fight for the Pac-12 North. Very much. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're very much into they play Utah this weekend, which is a winnable game. Utah lost a lot uh, uh, heading from last season to this season. Basically, almost their entire roster last year was seniors, and they are still trying to figure themselves out this year. They played UW tough. Um, They got steamrolled by USC. This is a winnable game. And then we close the year against Stanford. Yeah, it's a very winnable game. The Cardinal. Down on the farm, too. Which, which it blows my mind to think about. Like, this is such a weird year where it doesn't feel like... We have three more conference say, games after the game no, formerly known as the Civil War. Yes. What do we call it? I just call it... I've been calling it the rivalry. No, we, we're through four games. Yeah, so three more, right? No, two more. Two uh, more. You get, we have six games. Two more. I'm done. Yeah, we have Utah, and then we have Stanford. And it it just feels kind of weird with the season this short because usually there's a lot of build up for it. But the Beavs are realist are three realistic wins, including if they make it to the Pac-12 championship, presumably playing USC, from being in the Rose Bowl, which is bananas. Also, like if you win the game against Washington, yes, 
We are. And you're in... a one, and you're a one win team, or one loss three, team. Three and one team. And you win out, and then you somehow beat USC. Like you're talking about a legitimate, like, what? How much should we lose Washington State by? Uh, by ten. Oh, okay. Never mind. But we only lost Washington by one possession. Gotcha. Wasn't it like four points? Six. Uh, they stored like another field goal or something, didn't they? The fucking state of Washington. Dude, that you that you dub team sucked so much ass. Yeah, it, it was did. tight, bro. Uh, I'm glad we pulled out the Cal game. Oregon game was huge, obviously. That was so it. fun. Wasn't so it sad stressful that, though? Dude, those that last la- two minutes from when Oregon State failed to convert on fourth down and the Ducks took over on possession, my anxiety level was through the roof. It was gone. Uh, Bro, our quarterback getting injured? Tristan Gabbia? Yeah, not great. Not Not good. Not good. But we have, like, two backups that seem to be doing very well. The the guy that came in uh, that ran it in, what was his name? I was trying to remember that. It wasn't Costello because Costello is – Dude, Costello's a linebacker, which is like a lot of people don't know. He's a linebacker, and he comes in. He's like six something, two fifty. I'm, I'm sorry, comes... Costello or Coletta? Coletta. 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 Uh, probably read it wrong. Well, We're Oregon State fans, by the way. Uh, well, what's wild is that the QB who came in to relieve Gabbia. I think you're going well, that, for the same stat that I'm that I was talking about. I, Hit his it. first collegiate snap ever. Mm. Second? Second, his first one was also a game-winning rushing touchdown. This when? guy just, this what? guy does nothing but just score rushing game touchdowns. It was last was season versus who? I don't remember. But yeah, I, I don't, I have no confirmation on that. But I saw that uh, a stat on Twitter yesterday. I was fucking baffled. That's he got two career it. touches, and both of them are game-winning rushing touchdowns. Can we Those talk about? Jamar Jefferson just putting yeah. up a track field. Put him in the Heisman conversation. Terry Baker yeah. and Jamar Jefferson. And, yeah. what, and the thing is that I'm, I may not get the numbers perfectly right, but every single week this season through four weeks, he's gotten better and better. I think week one against Wazoo, he got like 120 yards. Then against UW, goes for 140. Last week against Cal, he finished at, I think, 195 or 194. And then this week, he what is it? He finished like 220-something? Yeah, he racked it up. I think he broke our school record. Yeah, his first touch of the game over the last like three games is averaging out for like almost a touchdown because he's got two touchdowns on his first touch in the last three games and like <laughs> almost a hundred or almost 80 yards. It's like 77 yards and almost a touchdown. That he's averaging? Yeah, on the first touch of the game. That's pretty awesome. Dude's killing it. We're going to say stats. Um, do you have one more thing, Alec, or should we get to Jake Paul ruining the public life of Nate Robinson forever? Oh, God. First of all, that like fight, I don't even know what the hype is about it. I don't know what the beef is about it. I don't know why it even occurred. All right. All I know mm-hmm. is Jake Paul is standing over around six foot two and 245 pounds in his like whatever kind of weight that like, class he's supposed to be in. Nate Robinson stands about what five eight and one hundred eighty. Yeah, he's our yeah. size. Yeah, 
Jake Paul well, had five or six inches and 45 pounds on Nate Robinson. Why am I caring that he knocked out Nate Robinson? Like in all boxing metrics, he was should have knocked out Nate Robinson. The reason you care is because Jake Paul is a YouTuber who most of the internet hates, and Nate Robinson yes. is a professional athlete. Yeah, who his Nate Robinson's big major famous moment in the NBA was him standing next to Yao Ming. And then, like, showing, like, when they're shooting a free throw, and like, you see, like, just a 5'8 guy against Yao Ming, who I forget, like, how big that massive human being was. And, but you have, like, the biggest height disparity ever in the NBA. And that's his major claim to fame. Like, also, right. also the dunk contest. Yeah. Winning true. the dunk contest at 5'8. All right. Give it. Nate Robinson is a professional NBA player. Jake Paul has spent the last like two to three years now developing he his trains and like fighting four hours skills. a day every day. This mm-hmm. guy is obviously put in more hours in the boxing arena than Nate Robinson. Also, Nate Robinson's like pushing like 40. I think so. Yeah. Jake Paul is about 23. Maybe 24. What a life those Paul brothers live. So Logan Paul is cool. I like Logan Paul. Logan, he cool. has he has really turned it around. Absolutely, he used to be hated as well, but like he's kind of just became a normalized dude. Yeah, his brother, his, his, his friend stuff. is the one who dates uh the porn star, right? Lana Rhodes. Lana Rhodes. I think oh. Logan Paul's like buddy and content creator friend and producer on his podcast dates uh <laughs> dates a porn star. Good friend. Which is good for him like i think another thing back just- to this jake paul hating thing fuck this guy this is obviously this fight would like he should have won well yeah i'm not that- gonna praise yeah. him for it right and i'll throw in a little bit on this jake paul slander as well but then i also want to talk about some with nate robinson too like just for perspective jake paul has come out and said covid19 is a hoax like yeah he was the part of kids who got busted in scottsdale arizona trashing um the fashion mall which funny enough where i worked in scottsdale over at the fiesta bowl it was literally like the windows where i was working in like my building the the shopping centers around where i was working in arizona were like the windows that him and his friends went broke and then broke during like the black lives matter protests and then the cops busted him and his buddies for it like this dude sucks but uh changing topics bring it back to nate robinson the the tweets from nba twitter oh god oh my god just for perspective nick young swaggy p quote that was no representation of the nba family lol <laughs> um but steph- also like that steph was the, that was the one part that i thought was what steph curry's was hilarious do, do that steph- what do you say what do you say what do you say what do you say, what do you say? So Nate Robinson tweets, gonna shock the world, and Steph Curry tweets, he quotes the tweet after the fight, and he goes, I see no lies. No. Like Joel Embiid tweeting, night, night. (laughs) There was, like, Twitter was kind of on fire with, like, weird, funny racial connotations to this that didn't make me feel great. Twitter was ruthless. To Nate Robinson. Also, why does the NBA need somebody to like show out for them in the boxing ring? Does the NBA need to fight people right now? Is that like is well, that where they're at? 
<laughs> they don't need it. But like the funny thing is that like everyone is making this running joke that the NBA, the best NBA fighter, is being represented by a five eight dude. Yeah, like if you really want somebody to get in the boxing ring, why isn't it like LeBron, who's Draymond just, Green um, or Draymond yeah. Green, like? <laughs> Ron Artest, he's got an elbow. Oh God, yeah. Put Metal World, put Metal World Peace in the ring. Oh yeah. God, like you're picking off like these like they Robinson. Like yeah, I get it. He's a basketball player, but I'm like he's not technically like a good competition. And, and you know, there's probably some Twitter beef that went on between Jake Paul and Nate Robinson or something along the way. Well, I, Jake Paul is like his Logan Paul's zero and two in these boxing things that they've been doing. I think Jake Paul's three and zero now. Yeah, but he like takes on these weird fighters, and that well, yeah, no, he keeps getting, he keeps taking good fights. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him fights. Yeah. And Thanks. good promotional fights. The next person, uh, Dylan Dennis, is saying like, uh, Jake keeps calling out Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, which is just not going to happen. Not but, Floyd's not. Floyd's not going to do it. He doesn't. He doesn't need to do it. Conor could do it, and he'd probably just fuck him up in an MMA fight, though. I think. Uh, Jake is only boxing. Yeah, so Jake wouldn't step into the arena with an actual fighter. Yeah, uh, dude, Conor McGregor doesn't. But need Conor MMA. boxes also. Yes. Yeah, or but has I would... boxed. He's not as good at it. He's boxed Floyd, and, one of the single uh, greatest boxers of all time, and and made an interesting fight for like the first three or four yeah. rounds. It was pretty good all the way around. Also the came out with that great song. We don't need to bring the song back, but no, thank you. Um, but Dylan Dennis, one of Conor McGregor's guys, is like coming after Jake Paul in his Instagram comments. So we'll see. We'll see if anything comes of it. This ain't gonna be the last one between the Paul brothers. There, I feel oh, like no. Logan. I mean, they make so much fucking money off those fights. They own the Logan company makes... that distributes it. Well, Logan Paul owns so much, made so much fucking money for his YouTube videos. He doesn't need to do that. No, he doesn't need to do anything, but they make like they make probably more in one of those fights than they do in like years of YouTube. Yeah. They own the they own the company that's distributing it and it's like $20 to watch and they got like 4 or 5 million people watching probably. Well, and wasn't it partially also because the that was a prelim for the Mike Tyson fight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I didn't, I didn't even know I didn't Jake Paul's fighting. All I heard was Tyson won. The Jake I didn't Paul even... versus the YouTuber guy that he fought first drew big numbers too. Sai? Yeah, they're just good at they're just good at promoting and finding gotta, people and well, finding I beefs. Into, I think people tune into they want to see these dudes get their ass beat. Definitely. Also that. Yeah. Uh, uh I'm exhausted with Jake Paul. Yeah, I think it's time to move on there. I, I think uh, we've exhausted this topic. Move into some the nerdy portion of the show today. She-Hulk and Moon Knight beginning shooting in Mar- two separate shows for the record mm-hmm. uh, to begin shooting in March for Disney Plus and Daredevil has officially reverted back to the MCU. So the Daredevil one we touched on in one of our previous pods, how the contract was worked out with Netflix, where if Netflix did not touch any Daredevil content, did not create anything, did not produce, upload, whatever, for two full years, it would revert back to Marvel Studios. Well, this past Saturday, I believe, November 29th, 
it officially happened. So now Daredevil is officially back with Marvel Studios, and you see it online with some of the actors and actresses from the show, including Vincent D'Onofrio, who played Kingpin, or Rosario Dawson, who's in the show, or boasting the Save Daredevil campaign, which is on Twitter, which kind of reminds me just a little bit of release the Snyder Cut, but this is mainly in lieu of Save Daredevil is to is for fan the people of the fan, fans of the show wanting to bring Charlie Cox back as Daredevil, bring him into the MCU, figure out how to make it work somehow. Um, and I'm all for it. Charlie Cox was fantastic as Daredevil. And uh, I still think there's a good chance we see him in Spider-Man 3. I'm with you. I 100% think there's a possibility for that. And before we go full delve into all our different conspiracy theories on the way things should go, um, one more bit of news, Hawkeye is set to start filming in Brooklyn, rumored, tomorrow, December 2nd. Disney's going to have so many shows in, like... 2021? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a big year. Like an absurd amount of shows. Huh. Huh. And have we talked about how there's officially a release date for WandaVision? Yes. We talked about that, that two okay. weeks ago. I want to say it's all like that. Um, but does this mean because we have a set date for Moon Knight? Does this mean um, Oscar Isaac's officially cast as Moon Knight? So I thought no, that was if they're just not a... shooting till March. Then no. Okay. That's a good amount of time. I was just curious because I know we saw that like. Oscar Isaac was in talks. I just didn't know, like, if the release, not release date, if the production date being announced meant that this was kind of finalized. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I haven't seen that it's been finalized at all. Also, I haven't seen anything about who might be playing She-Hulk. Uh, I don't. I thought they already had somebody cast. I thought I heard something about casting too. Let's hit the old Google machine. She Hulk cast. I literally am doing that now. Uh, Tatiana Maslany to play She Hulk in Marvel series. Who is what this person? What has she done? Yeah. Tatiana, what's her name? Maslany. Maslany lasted. A She-Hulk, Tatiana Land's title role in new Marvel series. She really? Oh, she's in Orphan Black. That's a good show. Anything else that I would that our fans would know her from? Anything we would know her from? <laughs> right. What's her remind, say her name again for me one more time? Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana. I was, no, pulling for, uh, I was pulling for is, Gina Carano. Yeah, this is kind of bad radio right now, but there she Canadian five four books. I wish her the best. Orphan Black, Perry Mason, Stronger, Woman of Gold, The Vow. I mean, it's not like comic book and superhero mo- or yeah, comic book and Star Wars movies don't have just a historic run of making people's careers. Yeah, yeah. No, you mean it's um, me Harrison Ford wasn't an amazing actor before Star Wars? Harrison, Harrison was fine, but like well, Mark Hamill wasn't. Did he have Indiana Jones before Star Wars? 
No, he did. Harrison Ford was like a carpenter or something like that before he did all that stuff before Star Wars. He was. I, I, my I timelines get fucked up between Indiana and Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, so do I. He's that a, makes sense. He was, but he was no, a it's nobody until Star Wars. None of the original trilogy yeah, cast was big at all. Yeah, they all were uh, unknowns. Yeah. Um. All right. Speaking next bit of news. Speaking of Star Wars. No, not to the Mandalorian yet. We're getting there. No. Mads Mikkelsen officially cast as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, replacing Johnny Depp. I'm still upset that Johnny Depp's out. I I think I'm the only one that's going to talk about this because I don't even know if you guys have watched the second Fantastic Beasts movies. Nope. I didn't think so. I have not. Sorry. It's fine. Uh, They're not as good as the original uh, Harry Potter movies, but they're fun. Well, now you're just not selling me on it. Uh, yeah, you're not doing a great sales job on this. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. True. I, they're not, I appreciate that. They're not like fantastic movies, but they're fun and there's magic and it's set in 1920s America and everybody wears a trench coat and a hat and it's kind of cool. All right. Now you're doing okay, you got me back. Yeah. Uh, you're winning me back. I have no doubt that Mads Mikkelsen is going to be fantastic. I just wish Johnny Depp would get to would get to finish it out. Yeah. yeah. As we discussed, as we discussed like last week, that should have been just offsetting penalties. Either both of them get fired from everything or neither of them get fired fired from everything and they're just not allowed to be near each other anymore. I think she's getting a release from Aquaman. I'm not sure. I have a yeah. feeling it's gonna be the former on that. That both of them get released from everything? Basically. Yeah. That's alright too. I mean Johnny Depp's a Weird motherfucker. Did he ever get his dog? <laughs> he is. Did he ever get his dogs back from England? I couldn't tell you. He wouldn't know. He like he went somewhere. It was like England or Australia or somewhere, and bought like fifteen dogs, expecting to just be able to bring them back into the U.S. Hmm. Does not surprise me. I don't want to go down this deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is gonna be a new kind of thing. We've never tried this before. Yes, but Ross. Yes, 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 yes Ross yes, yes, had yes. an idea. It's an idea Jesus. we've been popping around for a while. Oh wait, I think I messed that up. Stop you guys going to make me watch a blind react to something I've never watched before? Yes, very we're gonna much. Make you, we're going to make you blind react to a TV show that you've never watched before. You guys aren't going to be able to I'm... see the trailer, but you're going to be able to hear it, and you're going to be able to hear our reactions to it. Mine's mostly going to be disgruntled. It's a 50-second trailer for the special episode part one of Euphoria coming out in, like, five days. Hmm. I just love Zendaya so much. I do, too. She looks very depressed. So are we picking up right after? It seems like it. It seems like we're literally picking up right as season one ends. Oh. Okay. Interesting. So... I think the first question that immediately comes to mind 
it looks like it picks up right away from the end of the first season. But I'm curious because it seems pretty much like she OD'd at the end of the first season. What? Yes. Oh, wait. Sorry, Alec. <laughs> sorry, Alec. Why did you do that? You've been telling me to watch this show for about like six, like two months. I guess I should have read that to spoiler. Alert. All right, I'll take your take your fucking headphones off or mute us or something. It's on. It's too late now. Well, I'm going to go into it now. I mean, it's pretty obvious it's going to happen the whole time. It is. She's not in a good place. Not the whole much really? at all. Really? The, the, one show. That's, the girl that's crying at a diner with like so, very sad jazz music in the background is not having a good go at life. She, she's in a seriously messed up place. Basically the entire show. Cool. But yeah. I'm cool, curious but. like how much time passes from that, how long she's in the hospital, if it's something she completely imagined because this is not would not be the first time Rue imagined something out of thin air in the show. True. True. And I'm actually excited to see her this fleshed out more with um I forget his name but the guy she met at AA or whatever yeah, her uh sponsor essentially. Yes, that's it. Um just I don't think that was one relationship that was fleshed out enough. I agree. I am also excited it seems I'm hoping we're going to get more fez. I'm with it. I'm I'm with more fez. Fez was such a great part of the show. Um, another thing that jumps to mind, part which is this is two parts, right? A two-part miniseries, right? Yeah, two-part special episodes. If part one is Rue, do we think part two? No. Oh, could be Jules. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Part two could be Jules. See her perspective. Out, out. Take take your headphones off now. It's I'm about to drop another spoiler because Jules got on the train. <laughs> Yes, she did. And so they she's left. A, they she's split. in New York. Yes, yes. So I have a feeling we could be seeing her perspective. You're good, Alec. I just realized that Alec made his background space. We don't need to talk about it. Um, <laughs> one little tidbit, Alec, that might make you want to watch it more. There's a character in the show. His name is Fez. And when you look at him, you're going to be like, is that Mac Miller? 100%. He looks just like Mac Miller. But the best thing about him is he's not an actor. Like they what? just found this this guy in the show. He plays a drug dealer in the show. He looks like Mac Miller. He's not an actor. They just found a dude that looked like a drug dealer, and we're like, hey, was he a drug dealer? I mean, that would that would require him admitting something that would have been that would be illegal within the what's it called? Uh, NDA? Nope. Time before crimes don't matter anymore. Uh, statute of limitations. Yep, that's it. Thank you, Alec. So, to go one step further on what I was saying about my hypothesis for a part two, have you seen Zendaya's Twitter? Yes. The, I have. The little poster she puts up of, this is not season two. Not the first photo with just ruined bed, but the second one. Second photo. Oh, with both of them? Oh, I yes. mean, they're in New York there. Do you think? Or is that? Yeah. It's oh, exposed brick in an apartment. It's New York City. Okay, that's fair. Because that's definitely not Jules' apartment or where her, she was living with her dad. No. I wouldn't be surprised if part two is Jules. 
I, I agree. I, I feel like that's the way they're going to go, and yeah. then that will set it up for season two. I know some of these words. The show's going to fuck me up. The, the, I have a feeling that these, like, as much as the entire first season fucked you up, I have a feeling these two episodes are going to hit. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, 100%. All right, one last piece of news really quick before we get into the Mando review. I know we're going a little long here. Mando Chapter 14, Alex going to be pissed. Oh, I'm will be pissed. the shortest run length of the season with a reported run length of less than 32 minutes. Why, Dave? Which Filoni? really means like 27 minutes. Why of, do you of actual hate content. me? Why do you hate me, Dave Filoni and John Favreau? You know you could make it an hour, and I would watch all of it. Oh, yeah. You know, I would rather have these little – it's kind of like someone once broke this down to me once of – it's something where it's you don't get enough of it, so you keep wanting more and more and more as opposed to they give you too much. And she's like, oh, I've seen everything there is to see. And granted, we will always keep watching Star Wars shit, but I am actually all for this little – just keep teasing us a little bit. Just don't give us everything that we want. Leave a little, leave a little left to chew. Yeah, I agree. Um, we live okay. in America of greed and excess. I don't know which state country you guys were lived in, but I want more. Well, I live in while California, and everything here is really expensive. I don't live in excess. True. While we're on the topic, let's get a spoiler-free discussion of yes. Mando. Keep. Let's try and hit like five minutes here. Little spoiler free and give your ranking. I have your rating. Out I'll first. Be very short about mine. It was artistically done. Yes. If you Beautiful. know what that is, if you know what that is from, then you know. I'm done with my yes. review. What what's your score? What's your score? I have to give it the highest score of my ratings at a eight point seven five mm, okay mind you I, I think i have probably no caleb's probably i don't know caleb and i probably have a good tie there but caleb and i are tied for probably the most conservative scores right. yes but i think i'm about to break it i'll go next uh i agree with alec i also liked his uh what's it called easter egg yeah let's call it an easter mm -hmm. egg it is Easter egg. In his description there. So I'm just going to leave it at that. It was artistically done. And uh, I'm rating chapter 14, the Jedi. No, chapter 13? Yes, 13. Chapter 13, Seven. the Jedi, 9.5. Oh, nice. Now my turn. I am with both of you two. This episode is the epitome of Star Wars. This is everything you want whether you are a fan of the Mando viewing style or you're more of a Star Wars fan, this is where those two worlds just blend together where you get everything you want. That sounded kind of dumb saying if, or if you're just a standard Star Wars fan, but for the people more... No, but yeah. It's, I think you get what I'm saying. You get it's, an entirely different enjoyment out of this show if you are a Star Wars fan than if you are just a person that hopped on the Mandalorian. It Precisely. definitely, it, it really does feed the... It feeds the bigger fan better. Like, let's be real. So much yes. better. Yeah. So much better. This blends so many awesome styles of the show. This is everything. In my opinion, this is arguably the best. In my opinion, this is the best episode of the entire series. 
season two, season yes, one. I agree. Bookmark it. I think this is it. I am giving this 9.4 question marks. The top dog here. Top dog. I think were you going to go? Were you going to go 9.5 until I did? No, I was in, I was between point three and point five point point three and point four. Gotcha. I uh, think every I think every week I have been between you two in some way. Uh, Except for the first week. Uh, you were high week, on the first week. Ross was high last week. Ross was higher than us the week before that. Ross was higher on the week before us that week, and <laughs> Ross was higher. Ross was in between us the first week. Okay. Maybe Bro, not. you've been you've been you've been the most real liberal with your points giving. I just like the fucking show. Uh, Caleb has the highest points ever given, and also the lowest points ever given. He really disliked the frog lady. <laughs> Fuck the frog lady. All right, All right. we let's get into spoilers. Uh, this is your last spoiler, chance. Spoiler! 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 If you keep listening after this, you are going to get Chapter 13 of The Mandalorian spoiled for you. If you don't give a shit, stick around. Or yeah. if you don't want it ruined for you, see you next week. Yeah, we'll if see you, you next week. Yourself. There's nothing left after this. Uh, have a great week if you're dipping out now. I miss you already. We'll Looking see you for, same time, same place you. here next week. All right. I don't know where to start. Can I like be the first one to say that I felt like there was a lot of answers that were supposed to be answered when Ahsoka came to it? And I was the one that was calling it like, bro, as soon as Ahsoka comes, there's going to be questions. Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? Where's Ezra Bridger? Mm -hmm. Where is this? Like, You cannot bring in Ahsoka and not answer those questions. Sabine Wren. I was talking about this episode fucking one. Mm -hmm. You were. Did I expect Grand Admiral Thrawn to actually make it in? No, I didn't. I have to be a realist in a sense. That was a big shocker. I understand, Ross, when you were texting us that day. Where'd Caleb go? Who cares? Keep going. He's going off doing something in his room. No, we're good. Okay, cool. So For some reason, my headset cuts off if I walk too far. Ross was the first one to watch it that Friday. I remember I was watching the other episodes of The Mandalorian with my dad. And I was oh, like, yeah, oh, your yeah, your dad had to catch up. Yeah, so I was like, hey, like, all right, let's catch up. Like, uh, you'll watch it. And so I actually kind of started it before, on Friday. I started it before he did. He had to go do something around the house or something. I started watching it, and I actually got to the part where Ahsoka has her fight with uh, the other lady. I forget her name. I don't care. Um, yeah, fuck her. And yeah, whatever. She's there actually is a fun fact about her. She was but- never before and she's dead uh yeah low-key there there is a theory that she might be a night sister and she's also bruce lee's uh oh niece that bruce lee's grand uh goddaughter goddaughter she might be a night sister there's a theory her entire race her entire her entire uh civilization family race was eradicated uh general grievous did that within the clone wars yes he did so uh, back to the thing. Uh, so, like, right before that happened, I my dad gets home. I'm like, all right, let's rewatch the next episodes. So I stopped watching there. Oh, my God. And I went back and watched, like, episodes, whatever, before that. And then I rewatched that episode with him. And then I got to that part, and he's like, why are you all excited about this dude? I've never heard this guy before in my life. And I'm like, you haven't read you the Thrawn understand. trilogies. <laughs> like, I have. 
And this is single-handedly one of the greatest characters in Star Wars, short of the main characters from the original trilogy. Yes. Yep. Alec goes, I was born into the Thrawn, molded by it. <laughs> molded I, by it. I singly hid, I have to talk to you guys about off the podcast about this. Yeah. So, but um, Thrawn has been my favorite character for the longest time now. And nobody knows about him. Until now. Until now. Beautiful. Although, and Ahsoka was amazing. Ahsoka Mm -hmm. was amazing. Yes, I am such a huge fan of Rosario Dawson, and I love that she was casted as Ahsoka, and she was so good. Also, the mix between, like, space western slash space Samurai? samurai movie. Yes. Very, very. So fucking cool. Yes. Yes. I was talking about with Caleb right before you hopped on, Alex. They were literally contrasting each other during the same moments when Ahsoka is having her battle and then the Mando, Mando is having his standoff with uh, whatever the queen. Michael Bean. Or whatever. Yeah. Michael Bean. He's called like the uh, – he's just called the uh, assassin? Mercenary. 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 When the Mando's having a standoff with the mercenary and then – you get your quick draw action from the Mando against uh, the mercenary, and then also quick draw again against bro on the droid, uh, the assassin droid, that which was is sick. A, which is an AK HK forty seven droid, which is a hollow back to the players of the New Republic. Is it? Yeah, hollow New Republic, right? Yeah. And there was actually someone found this. I shared it with you two that there's an insignia on the side of those hunter. The Chimera Crest, uh, which is a Thrawn, is the crest of Admiral Thrawn. Yep. or his battalion or whatever it is. So it's on his uh it's on his starship. Yes. So like lots of shit tying to Admiral Thrawn and this actually opens up not ne- even necessarily a um, Thrawn to be explored in the Mando universe, but this should open up an entirely different series if Disney so wished if they wanted to run with an Ahsoka Tano Disney Plus series. Yep. There is a definite talks that Grand Admiral Thrawn will not be making a appearance in the Mandalorian, but he is more of a backdoor entrance for the Ahsoka Tana show. I think that's most likely. Yes, I would agree and disagree all at the same time because I, it's really open up to options. Uh, John Carl, uh, geez, Moff Gideon is playing a role of basically Darth Vader, and mm-hmm. I'm very well thinking Grand Admiral Thrawn is playing the role of Palpatine. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And it is very common for a season two of or episode two of Star Wars, or technically like five, where they reveal the actual mastermind. The actual big the bad. Thing. There is always a bigger fish, as Qui Gon Jinn said. Yes. So uh, I think it could be either or. Perfectly honest. Okay. The uh, next, the next either or question, because I think there's only two options. Who? is coming to Tython to meet with Grogu. So, I'll there's actually, there's quite a bit. It's not an either or. There's quite a bit of possibility. Huge theories. Okay, s- go for it, because I, I think there's two realistic possibilities. That's probably a better way to describe it. There's tons of, possibilities, tons of possibilities. However, I feel like there's a very realistic chance of few. You know what I mean? Yeah. As like you were saying. So, on the leaderboard right now, we have most obscurest one out there, Mace Windu. That would be such a fucking long shot. 
Samuel that, that Jackson has shot. been pioneering for them to bring him back over the course of the past two years. Uh, I would love it, though. Holy shit. Nope. That would be nope. some fucking shit. Nobody, no death is the nope. rule. Jedis have fallen from plenty of large heights and survived. That, that is the we basic nerd lore. We saw that rule. multiple times with Anakin and Obi-Wan, both in and, the Clone Wars, where they jumped off of just And Ahsoka. Parts. And literally Ahsoka, Darth Ahsoka literally, like, doesn't take a jetpack and just jumps to the ground from gunships. It, literally Darth Maul. Darth yeah. Maul. Also yeah, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Got cut in half and fell him. down. His le- and Palpatine's electricity can't kill somebody. Yep. It's been it's electrocuted many people. All right, so that's the long str- long shot. Mm-hmm. Most realistic one, Luke Skywalker. No. Oh, really? no, I what would say think? no. I, I, was, I don't think – I think Luke is a bigger long shot than Mace Windu. I right. don't think it's going to be Luke. So those are two. Well, I, maybe I right. Ezra Bridger. Yep. Kyle Kesterson. Yep. Damn it, I thought I was going to get one in on you with that. Nah, get out of here. Yaddle's technically still out there and about there. We don't really know what's going on with her life. It would be awesome. awesome. That'd be so funny. See Yaddle. Um, those are kind of the big five I've really kind of talked about. I think also those are probably could, could Is be... Asaz Ventress still alive? I thought she was dead. She doesn't die in Clone Wars. She doesn't die in Clone Wars. And she's still Force-sensitive. And she's not in Rebels. I know Darth Maul doesn't make it past Rebels. Darth Maul does not make. Kenobi kills Rebels him. Yeah. after. It's yeah. after. Well, no. Solo? Rebels? No. no. Rebels is before. Um, actually, Rebels is before the um, before the main trilogy. Yeah, Rebels is before episode six. Yeah, because Thrawn, Ezra, four, Bidger, and Ahsoka are. Sorry, no. Thrawn, Ezra are absent for the Battle of Endor and all the Death Star fights. And that's the point. They well, were also the known region. The whole conflict between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul was because Darth Maul found that, figured out Obi-Wan was protecting Luke. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other far outside chance, from, also from Jedi Fallen Order, uh, Seer Junda. She's oh, yeah. no longer mm. Force sensitive by the time Fallen Order happens. Until but, the end of the game. No, There's- she's not Force sensitive at the beginning. There's also somebody that's thinking she gives up her connection with the force. Am I thinking of the right character, the one who finds it again at the end of the game? I don't know. Crushes. Haven't beat it yet, so I just haven't played it yet, dude. I am spoiling shit left and right for you guys. (laughs) It's okay. You know what? Fuck you, Ross. I should have beaten it already. I should have played it. By the way, Um, before he's been out for a year, that game's been out for a year. I loved yeah, it. Years. I just got I just got stopped. Two years. It came out when. Uh, well, Sorry, no, Caleb. A year. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, you're right. kidding. A, a year. Two years. I didn't well, give you I any warning. I started talking about it and didn't give you any warning. It's cool. Um, the other big thing, the other big question I have, or not even question. We don't. Originally, I thought it was going to be Ahsoka dueling with Moff Gideon, because, like Mando couldn't really duel with him. He's got a Beskar staff now. Very well puts him now in contention to actually duel with him. Yeah. Um, That's one thing. Can we also talk about the fact of... First of all, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just skipped this one part. I know I was really big into the Thrawn thing. We're about who's going to train the child. He's got a name now. Yeah. His name's Grogu. Yeah. Grogu. Grogu. What a a just pointless attempt at rebranding. Yep. At this point, he's going to be called Baby Yoda. He's Baby Yoda. He's Baby Yoda or the child. 
we still call Din Djarin Ma- the Mando yeah, or the Mandalorian. Yes. And it's that that's just on Disney for naming their characters late. Obviously, yeah. I feel like it's kind of better because now if you're like a real fan, you know their names. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I'm going to give you back here. Get out of the name territory because I also want to touch on the Jedi stuff. I actually think Luke has a better chance of appearing than Mace Windu, but I still don't does. think it's realistic. In any, I still don't think it's realistic by any chance. I yeah. still think it's a high probability. I think Cal Kestis is a better chance than we think. Of I agree. I've got Cal and Ezra Bridger, Cal because Kestis and Ezra Bridger as my two leading chances. I'm taking I think Ezra is probably the hands down favorite. I'm yeah. taking Mace Windu. Is my number one pick overall. I would be so hyped. That would be my, so cool. I hope I'm it's wrong. It's my fifty to one shot right now. What if what it's I'm Mace? Taking. What if it's Mace and Ezra, Ezra Bridger? Oh, I'm God. taking. I would t- honestly, Ezra Bridger is my safe bet. You know, yeah. those are my two. Ezra's like, safe, and but like, I, I think Cal Kestis is also really realistic. Just I don't know how far you've made it into the game, Caleb. But a big point that he made it to along the way of the game was he wanted to start rebuilding the Jedi Order. Jedi Order. And so it makes a lot of sense. And because that game is officially canon, yes, to tie him in somehow. And it helps that literally they face graft whatever his name is. Cameron uh, Mon- Mongan. Monaghan. Yep. Yeah, they literally face graft him. So it's cool. not fantastic actor he's a great, great actor great actor and so like because they literally just face graphed him in there like fans will know who he is yeah mm-hmm. it's not a hard transition to bring him from video game to real life for the shameless fans out there he is ian gallagher in shameless very different role <laughs> very different um all right do Another we have anything else yeah oh yeah who the oh, fuck I- saved grogu from the temple Oh yeah, he's, he's the same age as Anakin. He's at the Jedi Temple. If we're gonna bring the TikToks in, uh, TikTok had some great answers to that. One of them was my favorite, where it's like, he's like, Grogu's like apparently talking to Anakin, and he's like, "Hey, Anakin, you should be a Jedi Master." And then Anakin looks at him, he's like, "Thanks, Grogu. You know <laughs> don't, what? Don't, don't be at the Temple tomorrow. And I was like, "That's messed. Uh, that's that a good one. Messed up." Um, what was I just thinking? Uh, another little Easter egg was, um, you remember at the end of Star Wars Rebels when the whole fight goes down between Ahsoka, Darth Vader, and Darth Maul was there, and we see Ahsoka, when Darth Vader's crawling out of the Rebel, and we see the little um, owl thing. Yeah, he makes it. He That makes an appearance right before the Mando meets Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So, tie-ins. Uh, Mortis owl? Mortis owl? I don't remember. I slightly remember him. He has a name, but I can't remember his name. He's a man with a name. He's an owl. All right. But when she when she ta- when she talks about like Anakin in a way, but not in a way when she's speaking to Mando. Oh, oh that hit. Yeah. Hard. I've seen the best of us, you know, fall to the dark side. Oh. That's like the part, honestly, that's like in Rebels when Ezra finds uh, an old training uh, crystal or mm-hmm. prism, whatever they're called. He finds an old trading document of like Anakin and he's like, yeah, I heard he was really cool. Like, great. And then she, and Ahsoka goes into like, he was, he was the best. 
And what people would really be wondering is like how much he really cared about yeah. his friends. Once again, Anakin proving that he cared a lot more than Luminara. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Gonna 100%. Die for, gonna die for that. She was a terrible Jedi. Uh, do you think... I think I sent you this TikTok, Alec, of uh, Luke explaining to Ahsoka that Anakin went back to the light at the end of his life. And yeah, her just like breaking breaks down. down. Yeah, because Luke does know about Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, but it's never mentioned when they meet. How do he know about her? Stuff like that. Um, well, who? I'm just, I'm just really curious. Who pulled Grogu out? Was it could have been Mace Windu? That was a really highly likely one. Some people threw out Maz Kanata. She was the one that pulled Grogu out of the Jedi Temple. Would she have been there? Hmm. I, I mean, no she idea. could be anywhere. Yeah, she could be really anywhere. She's In theory, Maz yeah. Kanata. And then there's hey. also the librarian as well. Mm. So hmm. we know he wasn't in the room with uh, Anakin and the Padawans. That is for sure. That's for sure. Those kids are be super dead, dead as fuck. They are super <laughs> dead. Killing kids. Have you seen that? Like Cast one time I know other. So there's like there's like <laughs> this one like meme that's like, wait, what did you just say, Ross? I didn't even hear you. Killing children, a pastime like no other. A pastime like no other. Oh my! Oh. <laughs> and Ross is in the title two weeks in a row. Dude, you're a dick. I'd love to see it. So there's. I don't know this, if we should do that one. It's probably gonna make it. Uh, there's this Definitely one meme. It. It's probably gonna make it. Uh, Just a pastime like no other. Oh boy. So there's this one meme where it's like. Obi-Wan's telling Padme, like, yeah, I saw Anakin killing younglings. And she's like, no, I don't believe you. And then the next, like, little comic strip is Joe Rogan saying, hey, Jamie, could you pull that film back up? <laughs> and I just died laughing. Hey, Jamie, I think uh, we got film of that. Uh, all right. Do we have any closing thoughts on Mando here? There, this has opened so many different venues avenues i guess for the way for how this show can go this has opened a bunch of conspiracy theories up this realistically like can go any handful it's a game changer it's it totally is it totally is not even just in the world of the mando but also future disney plus titles whether we get in a sokotano series fingers crossed all of us here um there's a lot of there's a lot dawson signed way too many contracts to not get a spinoff series true true um, I don't know about you guys. I definitely hope, yes, money definitely probably played into it. Um, I definitely hope we see Ahsoka back in this season. I feel like I don't think we are. No, I think we have a better chance of seeing Bo Katan. I agree with that. And That's I, fair. that, and that would probably be the only lead in for Ahsoka is Bo Katan needs somebody, and Bo Katan's like. We're going to take back Mandalore. Let's get the squad Ashoka, together. Let's run it back for a third time. She's like, I need you to kind of help me take back Mandalore for the third fucking time. And then she gets Sabine Wren, and then she gets Ezra, and then she gets the whole squad. Mm. And they defeat Moff Gideon, and then Thrawn has to come in. What a in. gang that would be. Episode. What a gang that would be. Season three. That would probably be season three. If he, I mean, Sabine, Bo, Katan, Ahsoka, Ezra, and that's a, Mando. That's, a, that's rebels right there. 
Yeah, that literally is like re- remaking Rebels. Yeah, I mean, Harrison yeah. Dula could probably come in anytime soon. Yeah. By the way. Also, she has a Force-sensitive kid as well. I mean, the one person we didn't mention right before we take off. Whoa, shit. Could, yeah, that's true. It could be Leia. Yeah, there's it's a not theory about that. She never finished her Jedi like training, but they probably wouldn't use uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah. There's no, a, I wouldn't be Carrie that, Fisher. That, so that was a, that's the part where they were like, we probably wouldn't use Carrie Fisher, and they don't want to use Carrie Fisher. Yeah, right. Um, also, yeah. with how many fans just got pissed off at that for no reason. Yeah, I actually did still forget that Harris uh, Harrison Dula has a kid, and that kid most likely is force sensitive. Which is the you know who else uh, it could be? The Bendu. I mean, that's another force sensitive character that's also in Rebels. Sorry. It could be. Uh, timing wise, technically no, it could couldn't. be a force ghost. Yeah, never mind. I was gonna say it could be Kylo, but that like a young, young Kylo, but that doesn't make sense. Would he be no. in training with Luke at this point? No, he's like no, maybe just still before. too young. He said he would. He wouldn't even be like a kid. He would probably maybe be born. I don't he know. Maybe a newborn at this. Well, point. I don't because I don't know because there's like bloodline sequels, is a story that goes on to it, but sequels is thirty years after Death Star two. And this is. And we're five currently years, five years after Death Star Two, so probably not. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, Kylo's either probably, a very young child, either a very young child or unborn. I'm gonna go with unborn. Right. I'm just trying to think of anybody else that's force sensitive. I definitely my, feel like the Bendu could make it in. in Bendu com- could do it. I, I, I won't completely eliminate loot because of we've seen shit like in the Irishman with like face surrenderings, how you can put a young face and CGI it onto a body. Like I won't put it past. They're getting Sebastian Stane. I, I, I just feel like, come on. There's so many ways you can take this. Don't be original. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're getting Sebastian Stane. They're just bringing him over. He was like filming winter soldier and the Falcon. And they're just like, yo bro, could you just come over here? Hold this thing. It's green. It's a stick. Yeah. Stand right there. Green is God, a Sebastian Stan. All right. On that, I think we're out of here. You can follow the podcast at Who Asked You Pod on Twitter. You can follow me at Washapec. Ross is at rparker209. Alec is at alecm underscore one. That's it for us today, fellas, ladies, everybody under the sun. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Until then, have a great week, everybody. I miss you already. Bye-bye. Thank you.